Hello, thank you again for joining me. I'm Sandy Waters, and this is Neighbors in Need. We appreciate you being here this week and every week. In the studio with me today, I am joined uh, by Mark Horn, Roxanne Bottenfield, and Cynthia Williams, all from the Eastern Service Workers Association. Thank you so much for taking the time out with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. All right. So if somebody is not familiar with the Eastern Service Workers Association, ESWA, can you give us a little background or what the mission is of your agency? So ESWA is an entirely volunteer-run, non-government-funded membership association of Monroe County's lowest-income workers and families. Located on Bay Street in the city of Rochester, a couple blocks north of the Rochester Public Market. Okay. And since 1976, we've been building self-help organization as a material manifestation of hope that's bringing together our membership of low-income workers and families with individuals and groups from all walks of life to meet day-to-day survival needs, such as emergency food, clothing, utility advocacy, legal advice through volunteer lawyers, and more. And we've built a strong organization as the means to achieve permanent solutions to our poverty conditions. How many years have you been in Rochester now? So ESWA has been in existence here in Rochester since 1976. Oh, wow. Okay. So a good so handful of years. over 40 years, about 42 years. We're celebrating 42 years this year. That is a, a huge endeavor when you're not getting any financial aid from the government. Right. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is all on your shoulders. Yes. And yeah. it's all from your passion of, of helping individuals in our uh, community. Um, how many people are we talking? How many families do you serve? During the run of a month, we serve about two to 300 people. You know, some coming wow. for food, clothing, and um, advocacy for electricity and stuff like that. And okay. other lawyer help and stuff like that. We, we do quite a bit during the run of a month. And is there a process to be accepted? Come in and talk to us. It takes about 10 minutes to really sign up as a member. Okay. We don't ask personal information, that type. But once you become a member, you're a member until you want to quit. People will come in and they'll need food. If they become a member, they can turn right around and get food the same day. Okay. It's not a whole lot. We have an emergency food cupboard, and we give out two or three bags, depending on the size of the family, of food. Where do you guys get the food from? We get food from churches. Okay. Food drives. We go to TOPS. Um, once once or twice a month, and they donate, people will donate food. Okay. Also, I run the uh, supplemental food cupboard, and twice a week I go to different stores and get food. We go on Thursday and Friday, and we feed about 50 families out of that. And you, you were talking hundreds of families, hundreds of individuals who yes. need this assistance. Mm-hmm. And you guide them, you were saying, Mark, you guide them through... Finding a solution. Right. Yes. So in a lot of cases, when people are first in contact with us, they're facing some some type of crisis situation. Something right. along the way happens. So you right. come in with your cape on, <laughs> save the day, right? <laughs> and then take us from there. So ESWA is, we see the need to build organization that can give low-income workers a voice and okay. work together to build collective solutions to the problems that we face in common as a group. On the one hand, we have the benefit program, as Roxanne and Cynthia are describing, that's geared toward meeting the day-to-day needs. Because in order for low-income workers to be able to organize and build longer-term solutions, they have to be able to survive day-to-day. 
it's really hard to think about how you're going to challenge the state policies around mm-hmm. utility rates if you are facing utility shutoff yourself or you don't have enough food for your children. So taking a members helping members approach, we built the benefit program to address those day-to-day needs, which then makes it possible for low-income workers to get involved and work collectively toward the longer-term solutions that we need to deal with these problems. And unfortunately, we live in a community at this point where we have a really high rate of poverty. Rochester has lost tens of thousands of jobs that used to pay a living wage with the loss of manufacturing jobs at companies like Kodak and Burroughs and Xerox. And so according to the Community Foundation, the Rochester Community Foundation, they've done a series of reports on poverty over the last several years. Mm -hmm. Some of them made the front page of the Democrat Chronicle. Uh, We are the fifth poorest city in the United States. Uh, One out of three city residents live below the federal poverty level. That's not even a very good measure of how many people are actually struggling in our community. The Community Foundation report also refers to what they call the self-sufficiency index, which is really what a family or an individual would need in the way of an income to be able to afford basic necessities without having to borrow money from a family member to pay their utility bill or get uh, medical medication. Um, in Monroe, according to figures for Monroe, based on Monroe County's living expenses, a family of four would need an income of about sixty-four thousand dollars to meet those basic needs. Oh, geez! Now, that's yeah, pretty high. And the majority of jobs that are available that are being created in the current economy are in the service sector, mm-hmm. and they're low wage, part time. Yeah. Something like ninety percent of jobs that have been created in this in the country since the Great Recession of 2008 are uh, temporary, part-time, and low-wage. So you have a lot of people that are working really hard as home health aides, temporary workers, uh, child care providers, in in really important occupations in our community who... Are still struggling. Are still struggling. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing exactly what they need to do, get out there and work. It's really important that we as a society recognize that a lot of the occupations our members work in, as I mentioned, home health aid, child care providers, they're really important occupations. Extremely important. And so the problem is that they're not making a living wage in a lot of cases in those occupations. And so that is really kind of the underlying, you know, issue and problem. And you guys were saying it, um, Roxanne and Cynthia, that you advocate. You had a winter campaign. With this winter, when we've had the bad storms, yeah, we have people calling constantly. Older members, people that are in need to make sure that they have heat, yeah, water, food, blankets, whatever they need. And we do this three or four days a week. People can call us or we will have some people in the office calling about that. Mm-hmm. We check on our elderly members and other members daily. When the weather's bad, we call and make sure they're okay. And if they need something, they let us know which Roxanne and uh, her area provides for them. It is sent out people to take them what they need. If they can't come to the office and get it, someone would deliver it to them. And advocate for 
um, not having the heat shut off, too, is a big part of what you guys do. Oh, that's huge. We had one lady uh, a couple years ago. She was in a motorized wheelchair. Uh-huh. She had no electricity. She had to have medication to be kept cold. And her electricity had been turned off. Mm-hmm. We had to actually contact the mm-hmm. PSC, and they um, actually got her RG&E turned back on. They told her, well, you've got a wheelchair. You can go in a, in a regular wheelchair. Well, she can't. They also told her that she could just, instead of having a refrigerator to keep her insulin in because she was a diabetic, she, sh- she should just go out and get a cooler and put ice in it and that, to keep the insulin oh. cold. But, and it, it took a volunteer advocate, actually, who was another, a member of the association, who was helping another member. Yeah. It took her two weeks of phone calls, contacting the, the doctor's office, getting letters written, dealing with... Rochester Gas and Electric, <clears throat> dealing with the Public Service Commission to prevail. Yeah. So it, people don't fall through the cracks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, there's, there's usually a lot of um, utility advocacy. Yeah, we have a lot of that coming out because a lot of people come in and say they need help with that. They're about to get put out or they can't pay but one bill. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you so we have people dealing with how do I eat, pay the rent and the gas and electric because I have children. Well, that's another thing, too. If you're a mom, let's say a single mom or a single parent, and you're working in one of these low-wage jobs, very important jobs, again, we need mm-hmm. to reinforce that, and you you have to find somehow to juggle who's going to watch your kids, plus go to work, the long hours. I mean, it is a lot to take on, and yes. that's where you guys come in and help each other out. If you feel compelled to help the Eastern Service Workers Association, can you be a member with not a need, but but a desire to help, you know, advocate for other members? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. We have a lot of people that are members. We have organizations with people in the organization that are members. And yes, that's what we need. We need volunteers. Okay. So you don't really have to be a member to volunteer, but if you are a member, you can come and, you know, okay. get help if you need it. How many members do we have? We have a membership of over 20,000 wow. low-income workers and families who signed up as members. Just in over, Rochester? In Rochester, yes. Oh, that's... Yes. Well, we yeah. also do Monroe County. That's and, wonderful and then, that you could build that big of a community to help. And that's then fantastic. The, there are also, you know, literally hundreds of individuals and others through their churches. So, yeah. for example, Church of the Assumption in Fairport yeah. will be helping us, Deacon Ron Tochi and members of the church, uh, help with the uh, holiday food drive. They'll be Webster. bringing things for a spring, right? Webster uh, Men's Fellowship. Uh, we, on Saturday, we had a group of uh, 10 volunteers in the office. Five of them were students, three from the University of Rochester, one from RIT, two from Rockport, uh, joined by a Lutheran pastor and a member of his church. Okay. Uh, went out and canvassed the low-income neighborhood in uh, southwest Rochester, as a way to reach low-income workers about the association. So what do you need more of right now? Do you need the donations, the money donations, the the goods, the supplies, the food, the clothing, or do you need actual physical bodies, volunteers? Uh, the latter. First and foremost, our largest need is always volunteers because okay. we're an entirely volunteer-run group from top to bottom. ESW has no paid staff. So we need both full-time and part-time volunteers. Uh, to help in a whole variety of tasks 
And people can reach us. Our office, as I said, is at 234 Bay Street. We're two blocks north of the Rochester Public Market on the corner of Bay Street and First Street. Our phone number is 585-654-9640. We need people who can go out with us on canvases and low-income neighborhoods, come in and help with mail-outs, help with the advocacy that we were just talking about for families facing utility shutoffs, make phone calls, uh, help out with events that we do throughout the year that that help to build community solidarity. Um, and that's a good transition into, um, we're running out of time here, but mm-hmm. I did want to talk about the Spring Into Action campaign at your Spring Family Brunch Easter Egg Hunt, which is on the 24th at the Asbury First United Methodist Church. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? We've done this for years. We have people that come in and they make a full brunch. We have ham, sausage, green eggs, grits. Uh, we have three different kinds of eggs. And these kids eat. We go through a number of amounts of food. Now, if this, we're a week out, do you still need volunteers or Oh, yes. Or we donations? always can use okay. them. Always. And, and the uh, best way to reach out to you again, do you want to That would be by or? calling us at 654-9640, which is okay. our office number, and ask for Mark, myself, or Cynthia. Okay. And I am in charge of the back to school campaign, which is about to get started. And we need help with that. Anybody want to donate school supplies? Because last year was one of our lives. We try to do, we do at least 300 families per year. So the more help we get, we do clothing, school supplies, backpacks, and all of that. So whatever you can donate, come and participate, help out, whatever. We're always looking for help and volunteers. I know we're all thinking summer, summer vacation, but you guys are already thinking back to school. Oh, yes. Have families <laughs> to provide. Can I just add to that? ESWA is open seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We run 365 days a year. Uh, poverty doesn't take any vacations, unfortunately. No matter how much time you have available or when during the week, there's a way that you can fit in and make a difference. And we have this awesome building on the corner of Bay Street and First Street that we built on what was a vacant lot about 10 years ago, brought together a stellar group of uh, contractors, suppliers, professionals that made that happen. Uh, We also have a benefit office right next door that has an emergency food closet, clothing closet. Both of those buildings we installed solar panels on last year, which is part of our commitment to the uh, to build a sustainable future. So, with your with everyone's participation, we can be true to our motto, which is that we're here to win and we're here to stay. And there are countless numbers of individuals and families in this community who need this association and need the kind of change that we're trying to build at the grassroots level. So we appreciate the chance to be with you this morning. Well, thank you, Mark, Roxanne, Cynthia, for all that you guys do for our community. Um, Eastern Service Workers Association. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.